0: Welcome to Direct Audio a Movie Discussions Podcast. My name is Spencer, and Christmas season is wrapping up. But Jamie Morgan are here. Cheers. Cheers. Away oh, from the microphone.
1: Clink.
0: There you go. Clink. Clink. Quietly. Oh god. Um I feel like that's the best way for you guys to get on the podcast together at this point. We just like talking brackets. about brackets. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's easy for me because that's what I'm used to from work.
0: That's Morgan, by the way. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Jamie.
2: <laughs> what <an> introduction, James?
1: <laughs> hey, look, I enjoy the movie brackets. I think it's one of the one of the better like formats that you can do.
2: I like the it, structure. I do require yeah, some structure. Because
1: we have opinions, and we want to share them.
0: Yeah, it's we well, we've brought this up a lot, but Morgan and I do a lot of brackets at work because um, I always put them together. Ironically enough. And um, it just really easily translates. So today we'll be doing a 32 movie Christmas movie bracket to determine what is the best Christmas movie of all time. Um, now I only did 32 because I tried to stretch it to get to 64, but at the end it really got kind of like loose, and we were, I was really grasping at straws. I do have an honorable mentions list, but. Do you feel like we covered all the bases or is there anything that we're missing you feel like?
2: I feel like we watched so many Mm -hmm. Christmas movies. I never want to watch one again. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, I disagree. I'm more into Christmas movies now.
2: I miss watching horror movies every single day because we went through this streak because Spencer introduced us to the world of like horror, slasher, anything that's not usually action, traditional action movie. So now I'm stuck on that kick and then December comes along and I'm expected to watch Christmas movies, which is fine. But now I've watched what I feel like is everything I need to watch.
0: Well, now here's what I'm going to say, though. And we're going to get into it briefly, and then we're going to kind of drop it from here. Christmas movie can encapsulate a lot of things. Um, There are Christmas horror movies. There are Christmas action movies. There are Christmas romance movies. There are Christmas comedies. There are Christmas cartoons. I think everybody's going to have a differentiating opinion on what makes a Christmas movie. Now, what I've always said is a christmas movie is where christmas is a central plot point or helps drive the plot along in a certain way it doesn't have to look like christmas because some places don't have christmas Um, it doesn't have to have snow or something it can have christmas music or whatever i think there's a lot of different caveats that can qualify a christmas movie is that fair to say
2: oh Mm -hmm. i think it's fair i like that definition i just struggle with anything that doesn't have snow because that's what i'm used to
0: (laughs) right and i think a lot of Christmas movies do a good job of emulating that. And Stormy's here, finally. He hasn't been on the pod this uh, season. Uh, I paused it so I can get Stormy a little chair so he can sit with us. But, yeah, I feel like Christmas movie is – it can be a lot of different things. And I feel like I tried to capture a little bit of everything. Maybe your favorite movie did not make the list. I also want to tell you, listener, that this isn't, like, official. This is not going to go down, like, set in stone somewhere. We might put it in stone somewhere. But this is just our opinion. Um, We have 32 movies. We're going to run through an honorable mentions list. And I'm going to run through the brief rules of the brag in case no one remembers them or knows them. Or has listened to one of these episodes before. Our honorable mentions list. And feel free to jump in if you have any off the top of your head. Uh, Jack Frost starring Michael Keaton. The horror movie Jack Frost that does not star Michael Keaton. We also have the original Miracle on 34th Street there was like a second remake. Uh, we chose the 90s version. Um, we also have... Uh, what did you guys watch? Did you watch the older one?
2: We watched the original for no reason.
0: Which is fine. No! It can still... Because ironically, I'll well say they kind of have similar ratings, but it's fine. I did put Miracle 34th Street 1994. Did they both suck? Sorry, spoilers. Spoilers, not the best. Um, but either way... Miracle on 34th Street, whichever version you want to think about. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Fred Claus. Sound I Deadly Night. Um, the list of movies that uh, people debate that are Christmas movies but might not be. Harry Potter. Batman Returns. Edward Scissorhands. Stormy's climbing behind the Christmas tree. I'm interested to see where this goes. Also, if you hear anything in the background, we have a, a fake fire going on the television to make it feel warmer in here. Any sequels. So, we don't have things like Home Alone 2 or Home Alone 3. Or the
1: Santa Claus 2.
0: Santa Claus 2. We also don't have the new Christmas story movie that just came out. Are there any other ones that you guys can think of that aren't on the list? Exactly, Storm. Uh,
1: the Santa Claus 3 with uh, Martin Short as Jack Frost. Okay. Um,
0: also, this is for Teresa. Eloise at Christmas time is not on the bracket. Neither is one of my Fair Christmas movies that is only a TV movie called Mrs. Santa Claus starring Angela Lansbury. That's not on here either. Also, Eight Crazy Nights is not on here. The Pretty much, I feel like, one of the only Hanukkah movies that exists. Um, Last Christmas, Happiest Season, Office Christmas Party, The Night Before. None of them are on the bracket. And I feel like that's okay.
2: I agree. I have, still haven't heard of half of those.
0: Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them. But now the rules of the bracket are pretty straightforward. There are three of us here. So whatever has the majority will move on. Now, each of us typically has a veto. Um, and what that means is that if one of us gets outvoted, but we want the movie to move on, we can veto it and move that movie on. We can only do that once per bracket. So each one of us has one veto, but we will be calling it the ho-ho hold holdup. Um, you have to say that if you want your movie to move on. Um, now, Boo. I know. But we're trying to be festive. We have our Christmas mugs. We have the fire on. I have my um, Cowabunga Christmas shirt on with the Turtles. We're ready. (laughs) Now, I do want to also point out that this bracket is listed from, based on the movie's average score, I literally made 32 movies from best to worst, and I literally Mm -hmm. took them and seeded them properly. So what they have on here are not matchups that I picked. They are specifically how their percentages were ranked on here. So if your movie is a little bit low or has a bad matchup, Just know that I did not make them that way. It's how the bracket fell. Um, Any questions? No, sir. Okay. And with the veto, you can only use it up until uh, the Elite Eight. So after the um, second round, uh, we do this. It's no more because we don't want to have to push it into the Final Four or anything like that. So, make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. And we will start with our number one matchup. We have the number one overall seed. The 1964 animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas special. Jamie, do you not remember this? Your face is oh, looking confused. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: I'm just shocked at that it's number one.
0: It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yes. Um, well, that's some BS. Um, what do you mean? Well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I absolutely love... It's my favorite version of the Grinch. So. It's, yes. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's great. It's fantastic. But, okay, hold on, 100%. Let's get to... 100%? let us get to what's facing. It is facing the lowest seed in the bracket... Christmas with the Cranks.
2: I agree with mm. that.
0: Mm. I'm okay. I think there is a better Tim Allen Christmas movie. I think Christmas with the Cranks is very much mid two thousands with its comedy. It's trying to be like mean spirited and like really goofy, slapsticky at moments. Dan Aykroyd's in there, which is fun, but Stormy doesn't. Stormy does not agree. Stormy <laughs> loves Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, this is not even a debate for me. I agree. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon version of the 60s with Boris so Karloff. Good. Yep. Is one of the best Christmas movies ever. Christmas with yeah. the
2: Cranks. So this is the first time I'd watched it all the way through. And it really irritated me. And I think it was that 2000s humor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I just couldn't get behind it. I understood what they were trying to do and where they were coming from. But it irritated me so much.
1: You really don't like the 2000s dad humor in no, movies. No, it irritates it's,
2: the shit out of me. it's crude
1: and sexist often. And it's the,
2: mm-hmm. I don't mind a crude joke. I think that's funny. It's well, the sexist. But
0: <laughs> crude in like a... It's not even funny. Like
2: Wait. a cringe crude? Yeah, it's thing, just like, form. why? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's, yeah.
0: And I just think that even though Jamie Lee Curtis is in this, and I do love me some Jamie Lee Curtis, um, I just, I, it's not, and, uh, even if it was a better movie, I'm still picking Grinch. Because mm-hmm. Grinch is really she's good. She's better in Halloween movies. Absolutely. All right, so Grinch is going to move on. Next up, we have um, Home Alone, the original, um, versus bad santa um now bad santa was a movie that was always on on comedy central it felt like every holiday season i'm not the big like, similar as we talked about earlier it's got that mean spirited humor but i think it's why I, I love bernie mac in this movie he's fantastic but home alone is a christmas classic for a reason mm-hmm. um i think home alone is the clear choice here
2: i agree i think home alone is better for a wider variety of audiences and i feel like bad santa requires a very specific kind of humor to thoroughly enjoy it
0: yeah i do think it's a funny take on santa and mall santa's and this idea that we have and i think a lot and what's funny is that home alone actually has a moment with a mall santa that he runs into and his car breaks down so i think it's like this kind of common knowledge i just think it's not my preferred choice um and also home alone is just fantastic that's pretty prim- much. But are, are we all voting Home Alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Home Alone great. We'll, we'll we'll get into the merits. I think in a bit. Um. I don't think we need to explain every single time why it's good or not. So, I think this will be our first hard matchup. We have the Rankin and Bass animated special, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, versus the Polar Express.
1: I understand that the Polar Express visually looks horrifying in many scenes. It hasn't really aged that well. Not aged gracefully. No. It's because I feel like that was one of those movies where they, it was kind of on the cutting edge of a certain type of animated animation technology, and yeah. they didn't really iron out all the kinks, but they're like, eh, we'll do it on a Christmas movie. We'll make money anyway. That's That might not be...
0: It was be, right in the period <laughs> where animation was kind of evolving, where everyone was kind of picking up on the Pixar style and this is where you see DreamWorks start to kind of kick it up a little bit. Disney kind of moves forward, and it's it's right around that era where it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of uncanny valley, where it's like this doesn't really look real, but it's <laughs> trying to be. But I'm with you. And Rankin and Bass, what I love about the Rankin and Bass stop motion movies is that they are meant to look like they're kind of they kind of look timeless in the way that they're presented.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with what y'all said. I feel like I grew up watching The Polar Express yeah. every single year, and now I hate it.
0: Is it because you're just kind of sick of it? or Yeah, you, I'm okay. sick
2: of it, and Santa Claus is coming to town. Much more sentimental to me.
0: One foot in front of that the is other. And frequently
1: stuck in my head. I think that I'll probably be outvoted on this. I will vote for Polar Express. Okay. For one reason only. Tom Hanks? No. Mm. Josh Josh Groban. Groban.
0: Josh Groban does.
1: Holy slam. heck. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to the credit song, oh my god. You will get goosebumps. It Believe. is the most, You're going to
2: yes. vote for a whole movie for okay. the end credits. Song. So I'm
0: also going to vote for it's Polar Express. Movie. Because... <gasps> Screw your stop motion animation. <laughs> I think that Santa Claus is Coming to Town is my least favorite of the Rankin and Bass specials. I do think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I just think Polar Express, Tom Hanks is awesome. It's got some pretty cool visuals, even though the visuals are weird. I had the video game on the PlayStation, which i never knew how to beat. Ooh. Um, but also, I think the song still plays, and I just think that overall, I enjoyed that one a little bit more. I'll allow it. Yeah, Josh Groban. All right, Polar Express. Next up, we have Miracle on 34th Street. No. <laughs> Versus <laughs> A Christmas Story.
2: Oh, this is interesting for you because you hate a Christmas story. Let me okay. Here's is it
1: because a, you look like the kid?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say about a Christmas story. I know that a lot of people like it, um, and I've tried to watch it many times. I just, whereas other Christmas movies, I can see the appeal and I can like visualize myself in, like having those scenarios with family. It just is very boring to me. The only parts that I really found myself – because I rewatched it to give it a chance. I only found the – like his like dream sequences at the most fun parts where he's like mm-hmm. shooting the robbers with his gun or he's uh, like showing off to uh, his teacher about like the paper that he wrote. Yeah. But everything else, I just – I don't like Ralphie as the kid.
2: Oh, Ralphie is annoying Ralphie as shit. Is so
0: annoying. hmm and i just think it kind of aimlessly wanders through i'm still gonna pick christmas story because i feel like it's kind of like one of those movies that deserves to go on just based off its merit alone um but it's one of those ones that i just don't see the appeal as much as other people do
2: i disagree i see the appeal i like the change of the back and forth from like those those kind of like flashbacks or like flash forwards even because he's envisioning himself older i like those in comparison to him being his dumbass annoying child self and also, anything is going to beat Miracle, because that movie took 12 years off my life. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I, have to agree. Um, Christmas Story is going to move on for
0: me. Um, Did you enjoy it, though? Or are you just kind of, like, voting out the it? That was your first
2: time seeing it, wasn't it? It you was my first it? time seeing it. It's
0: on all the time. It is on all the time. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like it, is because... Like, my, one of my favorite Christmas movies, and we'll get to it in a bit, is Christmas Vacation. Mm, I, yep. And I feel like that's a very common debate on, like, which one do you like? The difference is that Christmas Vacation isn't played 24-7 on a channel, not a stop. Like, the appeal of a Christmas story, it also has, like, almost this, I won't say pretentiousness, but, like, this level of, like, we have to show it because everyone loves it. It's, like, it's not that good. It's, like, yeah. Closer
2: by the chain smokers. It was on yeah. every single day for like a year. Yeah. And now people use it as a meme yeah. because they feel like they need to.
1: I mean, for me, it's not gonna necessarily move on super far in the in the bracket. I don't think I won't have my vote depending on, you know.
0: And listener, if you do like Christmas story, I just apologize and I would love to hear explanation on why it's good besides like I watched it all the time.
1: It it it's it's a it's a decent movie. It's yeah. not bad, it's not thrilling though. I mean, it
2: I think you could summarize it with, it's a movie.
1: Right. Yeah, but I understand, like, there are certain parts of it, like, the lamp, the lamp leg. That, I mean... I'm
2: so glad you understand that now.
1: Well, no, I, I knew where it was from, and I...
2: The context of yeah, it. It's
1: one of those, I, like, iconic pieces that I
0: think everybody knows.
1: Yeah. It's like, that, that has, it, it brings something to the table because it actually adds to, like, the christmas culture like you'll see that around just yeah. like you'll see references to the grinch or yeah to rudolph and uh, you know these other
0: i will say that the dad in christmas story his acting is fantastic like he puts in the work i think he is a character that i really liked but yeah just ralphie as a child i'm interested to see the sequel potentially where they bring all the actors back and it's the same actor peter billingsley um but yeah, it's just not my it's not my go-to. But we'll move on. I think we all can agree. Miracle. I think that's one of those movies that if you didn't like grow up with it, then it's just going to kind of lose interest. It's a court drama with Santa. Like, I don't really feel like that's a fun...
2: I had no idea what to expect from that movie. And a court drama with Santa is the last thing on my list yeah. that I would have ever guessed. Yeah.
1: It's like, who's showing their kids that? I mean, not that it's like bad, but it's It's, like, are you gonna? Is your intent to bore your
2: kids? Well, Santa's in it, so therefore, it's exciting. So
0: here's, I feel like, in like the '60s and '70s, and that era was like, you need to remember the meaning of Christmas, and that's why a lot of those movies were like, "Santa Claus is coming to town" is like, oh, here's the meaning of Christmas, and here's why we should appreciate it, and that same thing with like the Grinch is the same way. That story is, and uh, Charlie Brown, all those movies are like, the core meaning of the holiday is to love and accept your family and the religious backing of it and like you need to remember that like santa claus brings you presents you need to be thankful it's not like goofy fun comedies it's like a lot of like remember what christmas is about that's true and that's what miracle is same thing with like it's a wonderful life and same Mm -hmm. thing with like i I mean i said the ones before it's not
1: remember the alamo it's remember the manger
0: right and that's but even if it's not like related to religion it is like remember santa claus is because you're good and you need to be good and you need to remember that. Like, and I think going all the, way, I'm kind of hilarious enough with Christmas story. That story is trying to like emulate that period, but again, if you didn't grow up in that period, like it just kind of loses its luster. Plus, people being like, watch this, it's good. Like, it doesn't have the appeal to like this generation. I feel like. Fair to say. Fair. Cool. Christmas story's gonna move on. Next up, we have the Nightmare Before Christmas, versus. The 2000s version, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Gary. Mm. My hot take.
2: Oh, do share.
0: I don't like Nightmare Before Christmas.
2: Thank you. Me too. I'm not crazy about
0: Jack Skellington
2: and him Sally. And Tim Burton is not my guy.
0: I just want to say this real quick, and I'm going to find his name. He's Chuggy. Tim. That is a hot take. I don't know what that means. Well, I don't know if it's a hot take. I think it's true. What is that? Henry Selleck is the actual director and writer of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton just produced it. Right. Really? It's not Tim Burton's movie. Mm-hmm. This has been a thing that happened. And he even brought it up like this past year. He's like, it's my movie. I guess this isn't Halloween then. And that's right. It's even called Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's, it's not his. He didn't direct it. He actually skipped over it to make different projects and that's in the whole... we listen to the Tim Burton episode that Max and I did. It is not his movie. Mm. He had stuff to do with it, but it is not his film. But anyways... I you know, just...
2: know you've been sitting on the edge of this your seats for the definition of chuggy. Um, mm. It was a term coined in 2013 as a pejorative description of lifestyle trends associated with the early 2010s and oh, millennials.
0: It became like this way bigger than life thing where Like everybody was wearing Jack Killing and stuff. And it's... It's okay... How the Grinch Stole Christmas is much better.
1: It's kind of funny because they would, you would be able to find Jack Skellington
0: shirts at the store called Spencer's. You could, but Spencer's, yeah. I remember walking in that store when I was a kid and realizing I couldn't go in there. Um, <laughs> and you're like, I don't like my name so much right. anymore. Um, I,
1: I don't just, think I've ever been in one of those stores. It's, I have. It's, yeah. it's an experience. It's, yeah, it's okay.
0: I <laughs> I just I, Nightmare Before Christmas, it just skipped me and I remember watching it and I was just very kind of, because it got built up so much, I watched it and was like, this is just Okay. I think people latched onto this crazy stuff. The music's good. Danny Elfman kills every single time. I love him. But how the Grinch stole Christmas, I think, is better. Jim Carrey's performance is better than anything that Nightmare Before Christmas brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's overacting, but that's his style. That's the point, right? You. Pe- I don't think it's the point of the character. I think the Grinch's character is not meant to be like that flamboyantly outgoing, like and with his frustrations. But Jim Carrey clearly made it his own. And I can appreciate that he did that. Um, I just I would much rather put that on before Nightmare for Christmas any day of the week. Yep. I agree. Next up, Frosty the Snowman, the Rankin and Bass special versus Love Actually. Oh, this is Don't easy. Look at the bracket.
2: I I can't read it this far away.
1: Cause Love Actually is a fucking amazing movie. <laughs> I love it. Period.
0: I love parts of it. <laughs> I think there are too many storylines that don't have a fulfilling conclusion. And I think it kind of lets them just hang. Like, I think obviously the Prime Minister storyline is good. Um, Liam Neeson and his son's storyline perfectly wraps up. Adorable. Right. I think Alan Rickman's uh, and Emma Thompson's, like, marital problems does not wrap up really easily. I was it's surprised left by that. Hanging. Yeah. it. hanging. It made me violent as well
1: that's the point because if in in real life your marital problems sometimes they just hang but i think
0: you which think, i think, think, think that's fair but on the uh, like with it then you have the the uh, american boys that go over to or the english boys oh. that go over to america that goes nowhere i could do without then there's that there's
2: kind of like martin freeman martin
0: freeman and his like girl freeman. that he likes that doesn't go anywhere then you also have uh, andrew hmm. lincoln uh, Stealing uh, his best friend's girlfriend, or fian- wife, uh, Kira Knightley. That kind of just ends. Then you have my favorite one, which is uh, Bill. N- his name is actually Bill Nye. That's how you say his Hell name. Yeah. But The not-so-science guy. Right, the not-so-science guy, but he's the musician. And his like relationship with his manager and trying to make the best Christmas song. That one's good. Then you have the girl who falls in love with... Uh, she she has to take care of her brother and so she can't find love because she's always trying to like take care of her brother and like tries to have sex with a guy and then there's just so many stories if they were taken out two it would have been a much more cohesive movie I still like love actually don't get me wrong I'm just saying I just listed off all those stories and you guys forgot that half of them were in the film
2: I sure did but I enjoyed how many there were because I'm someone with a very short attention span so I like the (laughs) constant changing even though I do forget half the things that happened, I enjoyed myself on the but way there.
0: I'm not saying that you need to get rid of all of them. I'm just saying if you got rid of... Two. The girl who can't find love because she has to stay with her brother...
2: Which is so upsetting.
0: Right. And then, like, maybe Martin Freeman's story? Then I think... I didn't... I forgot one. Then there is the finding love because he can't speak the language of the woman and, like... Oh, uh, my
2: God. I forgot about that oh one. Yeah. Right.
0: So there's another storyline. Well,
1: that's what love actually is, you know.
0: I just think it's it could it would be so much better if they just trimmed two, maybe three stories, because then you could focus more on specific ones, build up some characters, besides just making them kind of sometimes cardboard, just like they want love or they want this. Like I feel like the best ones are the song the singer, the prime minister, and then uh Liam Neeson and his son. Like those are like the three. Yeah every other one could use a little bit more
1: yeah um i don't really have many thoughts on frosty i just know that it bores me to no end it's a um, children's
2: classic which i respect
1: i respect it but
2: i'm not gonna watch it right now
0: i'm actually gonna, i'm gonna retract my statement from earlier that's my least favorite of the rankin and bass ones santa claus coming to town is still fun i feel like frosty snowman is very cut and dry it's the hat, they take it off, they bring it back. I think the best one's coming later. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Frosty's. No it's fun, but it's definitely just kind of a very short story about a snowman getting a hat. It doesn't have the same
1: charm as the one that you are alluding
0: to. Y- that one is the best. And, like, I'm a big fan of that one. I think everybody might know what it is. I um,
2: don't. <laughs> no.
0: But, okay, Love Actually, though... You'll know. You'll, you'll be like, oh, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Love Actually... For all of the faults that I said about it, I still like watching it and it's still fun and it has some really funny moments and some really compelling moments. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to win for me. Mm -hmm. Love actually. Okay. Next up, we have Will Ferrell's Elf versus a movie we referenced earlier Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Oh. This one hurts for me. This does hurt.
2: I have a very solid opinion. I'm going to go with Elf on this one because I think I could watch that one over and over simply because Will Ferrell.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say my vote is the Santa Claus. (gasps) What? So I do love Elf. Don't get me wrong. I saw Elf in the theater with my family. I love it. But the Santa Claus is one that I watched every single year because Tim Allen reminds me and all of us of my dad. And so it's kind of, like, a fun, like, thing we like to watch. Um, I love the music that comes with it. I like the – there's a couple songs that are great. Bernard's awesome. Yes. I think half the women on this planet, even some men, had crushes on Bernard when they were younger. Yes. Um, I also just love the comedy of that one. more. Like, t- Will Ferrell being – again, we talk about this in the Will Ferrell bracket. Mm-hmm. The childlike, wondrous, like, man-boy it's funny, but I like Tim Allen's cynical view paired with, like, no, here's why it's wholesome, Then he slowly changes and learns the air of his ways. And it's like, oh, actually, like, being Santa Claus is good. And that, and that movie makes me cry every time, where he's like, I gotta go try The kids are depending on me. That one just, like, is a staple of my childhood, so Santa Claus is my choice.
1: So, both movies are great. The haircuts in the Santa Claus... The 90s. ...are the most 90s thing uh, ever. Uh, Neil is total douche um
0: and that's what's funny having tim allen be like here's why you're a douche yeah
1: and honestly i mean i'm i'm with you with tim allen reminding reminding me of my dad i feel the Mm -hmm. same way in in a lot of ways and i think that's you know part of what made the movie so great because it's that father-son relationship Mm -hmm. and uh you know that's something that you can obviously relate to if you are a son of anybody you know it for me elf is going to win because will ferrell is absolutely hilarious in almost every single way in this movie and i'll get i mean it's gonna move on for me as far as i'm concerned (laughs) so this this was one movie that got left off the bracket which was santa claus 2 yeah now had you said that one that movie is the one that i rewatched a bunch of times and i it would be much harder for me to choose between the two because well, the plastic santa did it the wax santa he's creepy yes creepy but also <laughs> yeah hilarious when he drinks the hot chocolate and screams in pain best scene yeah
0: i'm okay with elf moving on do you want to say anything about elf or no okay all right last up for this portion of the bracket we have a charlie brown christmas 1965 versus The new iteration, uh, Illuminations, The Grinch.
2: I have something to say. I know you, Spencer and I talked about this. It reminds me so much of Despicable Me. I thought I was watching Despicable Me. (laughs) And I really like that movie, honestly. I'm a big Despicable Me stan. Obviously, Minions, separate story. (laughs) But Despicable Me is... I don't (laughs) know. Thank you, Jamie. I don't know. I really like the movie. So the, The Grinch, for me being so reminiscent of that. I really enjoyed it. And I also just love Benedict cumberbatch
0: So are you voting for the new Grinch? Yes. I appreciate you, but it's Charlie Brown Christmas.
2: I understand. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, I understand and respect your decision. Uh, I
0: Charlie uh, the Grinch, I can appreciate the new take. I am a little annoyed that Illumination and uh Universal and DreamWorks are all just kind of sticking to the same copy paste format for mm-hmm. all the movies. Secret Life of Pats, the Despicable Me this like it just feels like they are just taking the same style and just going like really taking a stamp going mm. it just it loses creative Santa Claus and a chopper going <laughs> over the house um, it just loses the artistic appeal because if everything looks the same then it's just not as exciting I do like Benedict Cumberbatch we quote Grinchy 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 all the time um, I do think they, they use a meme from the late 2010s way too much with the yak scream it just it feels very much like they're like remember this and then like, they do those moments where it's like it just feels like they're trying to reference things that are like relatable now but Charlie Brown Christmas we just talked about it last week I don't need to tell you about my feelings on it Jamie why are you picking Charlie Brown Christmas
1: because it's amazing it's the music the music literally I don't think that there are many movies out there that have a soundtrack that is quite as impactful or like in terms of like the cultural mainstream. Vince
0: score scores, one of the greatest I mean, Christmas scores of all time.
1: You, you hear that here, you hear his music on the radio, like around Christmas time. And I mean, it's become, it's become a big part of the holiday itself. Whereas the, the kind of, you know, polished retread of, you know, the, the new Grinch, like, the only character that I was like, okay, I kind of like that take on the character more than I've seen in the past is Max. Yeah. I Dog. agree.
2: He wasn't as abused.
1: Right. I mean, I loved that character, but other than that, it was very much like, I've seen this movie.
0: I didn't mind Cindy Lou I think they made her at least competent, even though it's so funny that like in the original story, she is she just appears on the stairs. Yeah. And he gives her water and she goes back to bed. Like she is not a central part of the movie and the book whatsoever. She is literally just like a oh, little who girl's, but her name is. It's like Andon, so it's funny. They're like, here's an entire plotline about her trying to get her friends to go take the letter. It's like, again, I don't think it's bad in any means. I just, yeah, I'm a big fan of Charlie Brown. Now, did you like Charlie Brown's Christmas, or are you not really a big fan of it?
2: I did. I really enjoy it, and I love the music too. You hear like the, the theme, mm-hmm. and you know immediately you just feel like Christmas. Yeah, I'm just more entertained by the Grinch. I just love that storyline so yeah. much, and I just have. It's a residual feeling from growing up, just being bored of Charlie Brown because of the way it was animated initially. I didn't say I had a lot of taste when I was a child, it, it, but it, that has since expanded into adulthood. It,
0: <laughs> I, I brought this up last week with Liz, and we talked about this, where I feel like Charlie Brown is, it's so complex with its simplicity. Mm-hmm. The drawing is mm-hmm. very simple, the music's so simple, the is very simple, but what it provides with it is very adult with its complexity. Charlie Brown's first scene is him going to a psychiatrist. And then it's him being like, I don't understand Christmas because it's all about commercialism. And as a kid, you're waiting for the gags, the bright colors, the goofiness. And that's why I said, like, I was surprised I liked it as a kid because it is very adult with its themes. It's almost like Seinfeld and Caribbean Mm -hmm. enthusiasm, like I said, because it's just basically like, what's the deal with Christmas is like literally the plot point. And from there, just a bunch of random ass kids. Whereas like the Grinch, its story is fun. The who nature and the Susical nature, everything just makes it fun with its colors and its gadgetry and its over the top nature of things. So I can see where you like you're at with the appeal on that. I just think for me, it's the worst of the three Grinches. It just doesn't add enough to the table for me to be like, that's a really good take. It's very much like the, that's another take.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this I agree. Is, it is a
0: movie. It right. is a movie, and it's not a bad. But I don't mean this by any means that it's a bad movie. I just think it is another movie. We stop to refill drinks. I turn the fireplace back to the beginning, so we're ready to roll. We are on the other side of the bracket. Next up, we have the first take on the classic Scrooge tale. The number two seed on the bracket, Mickey's Christmas Carol, versus a movie that Jamie was referencing all evening, pretty much, Jingle All the Way.
1: Jingle All the Way Okay, is my vote. Arnold Schwarzenegger is so fucking funny. He doesn't even have to try. I didn't realize how much I liked him as an actor until I started watching movies again. Because really, until I met you, I didn't really watch movies as like a thing that I did. And he's kind of
0: become a meme. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like he's almost self-aware too. Because like, if you think about the plot of the movie, it's like he's, you know, this business guy who's all about the business and he could... Very easily have been played by some American or Canadian or British actor and whatever, you know. But instead, you have Arnold here, who, like, part of his charm is the fact that he does have, like, a very kind of thick accent, and that is, like, very much part of his persona. Yeah. And it's, he's also an action star. And it's like he kind of seems a little out of place in this very, you know, suburban American story. Yeah. And that's part of what makes the movie so intriguing to me um, and so watchable because (laughs) he just... when, When he inevitably gets into fights with the mailman and... Sinbad. Yeah. And is just kind of overall very much like the dad buffoon kind of yeah. can't get out of his own way which is funny because that's the opposite you know. of the
0: character that he normally plays where he's the, right. like super big Action tough guy right guy.
1: it's hilarious
0: mickey's christmas carol um it's one of the classic takes on scrooge you get scrooge mcduck an iconic character in disney lore well i don't mind like i like pete being the ghost of christmas like future kind of, and they use the mickey characters I just don't think it's my favorite type of Christmas Carol story. Um, Morgan, where were you at with these two before I dive into it? I
2: rewatched the Mickey Christmas Carol over and over as a child. Okay. So this one, that will have my vote simply because I just, I need to, for this one, I have very mid opinions of both and only sentimental
1: Yeah, which feelings I mean, towards the one. Yeah.
2: So I'm like, which one is more Christmassy to me? I feel like I could watch Jingle All the Way, I don't know, on like a Tuesday (laughs) in a July or something like that.
0: So it's very sentimental (laughs) to you. Um, I'm going to be voting for Jingle All the Way just because I'm an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. And I think the Scrooge storyline, while it is like a great story, there's really one, maybe two versions that I really connect to. And this one's not bad, it's just not my preferred version. Similar with The
2: Grinch. I'll respect it. I'll and also
0: respect. I do enjoy quoting Jing all the way and for the pod and for Max, we're gonna go Jing all the way. Also, I just know deep down this vote does not matter because the next matchup is the horror comedy classic Gremlins versus Christmas Vacation. <laughs> and for me, it doesn't matter. Christmas Vacation is the best. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I I don't even mm-hmm. need like I'll get into it later on how much I love Christmas Vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um it's so funny, quotable, we always stole my grandparents' VHS of it. Um, it's the bomb. But I do also love Gremlins. We've covered on the pod. Gremlins is great. It does feel like Christmas, which I also enjoy. Um, but where are you guys at?
1: Christmas vacation. That Chicago Bears hat that he wears. I, there's going to be more explanations as it goes further. But for the first round, the hat alone wins this round.
0: For the me. line that wins it alone <laughs> is... Merry Christmas, shitters full, done. <laughs> but Morgan, because you guys just uh, first, I'll ask you your opinion. Then I'm gonna ask you about your um, more stuff. So, but what is your vote and why?
2: Christmas vacation. Yeah, but the only reason that I would give Gremlins an inty binty little sprinkle Honorable of the mention thought. mention mentionsy binty. It's just that's like one of the only movies I remember watching as a family growing up. Specifically, that Gremlins 2 can fuck itself. Yeah. But the first Gremlins, don't you feel the same way.
0: Like, I would like yeah, for you guys to watch it's it it's a with me. To the
2: movie yes. I
0: would like for you both to watch it with me because I feel like when you take it from the lens of what they were trying to do with it, I think you'll have a, at least a, a little bit more of an enjoyable time. Um,. If you just understand that they were just completely just going balls the wall trying to go with as much as they could and like basically viewing it from the idea of like my mind is like gremlins made this movie. Like actual gremlins wrote the script and that's what we got and that's in my mind. I think if
2: I watched it from that take where they literally constructed the thing from start to finish I think I could enjoy it more. That's why I
0: just yeah there's like Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lee, they go crazy. But anyway the first gremlins genuinely scary, fun, it's got some great sequences the music is a banger. The theme, um, and we've obviously covered it on the pod. Max and I. So you had seen Gremlins before. You had, had you seen Gremlins before before I, sh- I had you show it. Okay, and do you enjoy Gremlins? I liked the first one. Yeah, the second one was so god awful.
1: My tolerance for bad media i
0: see the memes you watch we sat next to each other while you played videos of people farting and laughing over it so you can't give me this nuanced take about how gremlins are too over the top i've seen your tiktoks you're out i'm calling you out on the pod i will say i was willing
2: i was stop i was willing to continue watching gremlins 2 this one on my left here, James, was the one who insisted we turn it off.
0: You agree okay. with me. Next up, we have my second favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard. Ooh. Versus Hans the Cooper. second version of a Christmas Carol story, but a very different take, Scrooged. Oh. I don't have to explain why it's Die Hard. Mm-hmm. I love Die Hard. Thoughts on Scrooge? Thoughts on Die Hard and where's the vote going to fall?
2: I will laugh every single time I hear you say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but it is. Right. It's just so contradictory to what it sounds like. Jamie and I watched Die Hard maybe six months ago before this, and then we Mm -hmm. rewatched it for this because I forgot we had watched it. Mm -hmm. I I love that movie. I really do. I think it's a great movie. Scrooge is a good movie. I enjoyed it. I was entertained by it, but I like Die Hard better. I would rewatch Die Hard multiple yeah. times
1: i see i like bill murray but i don't personally i don't really think he's like the funniest comedian out there in movies at least yeah. like he has done a lot you know but scrooge to me was you know kind of the retread of the christmas carol story and honestly when when i when a plot has been you know told different ways those Mm. movies themselves all kind of come down a peg to me and then die hard is die hard's just so entertaining and alan rickman amazing rest in peace
0: wow first movie yeah that
2: was his first movie Mm -hmm. you're fucking kidding me no Mm -hmm. way that's
0: why he's he's just the perfect villain yeah he has every answer he's so cool calm and collected i got it
2: confused between the time we had first watched it and this time with that one Nicolas Cage movie where he's trying to deliver the teddy bear? Or am I mixing two movies up in one?
0: That is Con Air. <laughs> I love Con Air. <laughs> it's a bunny. It's put the bunny oh, back in the box. Terribly oh, sorry. sorry. That was entertaining too. Con, Con Air is fantastic. What I thought. Die Hard is one of the best action movies of all time. I typically put it near the top because I think just even on an action movie standpoint, it's great. Scrooge, I think you made a good point. Bill Murray in this, with, with the character of Scrooge, I like to see as the film goes on, like, even with, like, It's a Wonderful Life, the point of the movie is to, because I, I feel like that's technically a take on the story, but a different. Yeah. Version oh, I of totally it. agree. Right. You you want the character to start to, like, the first ghost, they kind of go, oh, whatever, this is kind of weird, but then they start to slowly, yeah. like, turn around and realize the error of their ways. I feel like he's a scumbag all the way through. Yeah and he's like just oh. until he sees his funeral he's like oh, i don't want to die and that's literally the only reason why he changes
2: i was gonna I'm say like, so i hated the way that he treated uh, it's a movie whatever but still the way that he treated the female lead throughout that entire thing pissed me off throughout and then she just took him back at the end it's, No,
0: it's i feel like it could be better i do think again it's not a bad movie i just like you said it's good it's just not great last matchup of this bracket we have a movie that i just watched last week with y'all klaus uh, the, I think it's 2019, animated movie, mm-hmm. um, J.K. Simmons as Santa, um, Jason Schwartzman as the mailman, versus The Holiday, uh, Cameron Diaz, um, Jude Law, Jack Black, and I can't think of the woman's life. I'm going to look it up, what her last name is. Um,
2: can I just say Jude can get
0: it? Kate Winslet, yes, Jude can get it.
2: Oh my god, I, I... I had never recognized him before this, and I was watching with Jamie, and I'm like, oh,
0: Let me just say real quick, what I appreciate is that (laughs) I appreciate that they gave Jack Black a romantic lead. (laughs) because I feel like he's just not that kind of guy. And he plays it really well. I feel like him and Kate Winslet's chemistry, it works. I think Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, you're like, that makes sense. Those are just two hot people. So here's here's the thing. I feel like
1: Jude Law is like what, what everybody's like. Oh, he's my dream guy. Jack Black is the actual guy that you'll fall in love
0: with. Right. Yo, and I think that's the wonderful yes. storyline of it. And is and like it's like he's the most normal grounded guy.
1: Yeah. Because he's awesome. He's not that bad looking. If you actually look at him, he's not that bad looking. He looks like yeah. your
2: average dad. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with he that. He is
1: your dad. He <laughs> he is what your mom fell in love with.
0: <laughs> now I'm gonna pick Klaus. <laughs> oh no, me too. <laughs> I just <laughs> yes. want to say yes. that movie's beautiful it's so and i cry at the end good. it's a wonderfully touch it's a very similar take to santa claus is coming to town but i think dare i say a this better time, one. it's good
2: <laughs> i think it's really unique i couldn't name a movie that it's well obviously you just said santa claus is coming if to you town, haven't but... seen it
0: i really recommend the visuals alone are stunning it's almost yes. like a storybook mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cute yes
1: it is so cute
0: I, mean, I think Schwartzman in the beginning is kind of like he almost irked me a little bit. I was like, oh, I can't stand this character. And I think he comes around, obviously. He almost felt like Emperor's New Groove is where I said he's very much playing David Spade.
1: If it was made in the nineties, David right. Spade would have
0: been. And the guy. then I think obviously as you can kind of see the movie, he becomes more bearable. But J.K. Simmons is Santa Claus is a parent. Or just Klaus. It's a parent I never knew I needed. And uh we got it. Um
2: I still really enjoyed the holiday though. It's yes. not bad by yeah.
0: any means. I just it's it's one of those ones where it just doesn't really feel
2: that's what like we feel Christmassy. Christmassy,
0: right and i just out of all the rom-com movies i think i'll, I'll put it this way i'd much rather watch if we're gonna watch mid-2000s iffy christmas movies like slash rom-coms i'm putting on love actually yeah that's literally yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the holiday's not bad klaus is actually really good though klaus actually yeah. earned its move on i feel like holiday maybe might move on if it's against something else but just yeah. not anything else you want to say
2: I think the best relationship in The Holiday was, um, was it Kate Winslet and then the old man? Mm-hmm. That was the best one. it was Eli Wallach, right? I, I, I would say it was my bestie Jude and... They're just hot. It's, cr- that's, it's Yes, uh, that's exactly DS. what I was going to say. Yeah, they're both really hot. Let's act hot on camera. That's exactly that's what happened. And they this. succeeded.
0: Yeah. it's just But the best out of
2: relationship is the one that is kind of secondary. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a...
0: Again, that's a nice part of the movies that you have almost like a... Not a really fatherly type of relationship. But there's a different relationship with there. And it's kind of fun. Um, all right. We're going to move on to the last portion of the bracket. We have the classic with a capital C, It's a Wonderful Life, um, versus Four Christmases. With Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon. I... I don't want Vince Vaughn in my Christmas movies because he's, for my sake, he's 0 for 2. I just can't get behind Fred Claus, and this one just bores me.
2: I have a hard time with an opinion on this because Four Christmases is really, it's fine. I don't want to rewatch it. As a matter of fact, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, and I can't put my finger on why. It's a wonderful life I enjoyed. It was just a little too long.
0: It is a little too long. I just can't appreciate how good the movie is for nineteen forty
2: six. That's yeah. Like Jimmy that's Stewart I put too.
0: has one of the greatest performances in movie history.
1: For cultural significance, I will vote it's a wonderful life because I think that Four Christmases was uh, kinda I feel the same way. You know it what, loved,
2: dare I say? Slightly chewy.
1: Yeah, it was a little trash. Um, it's a wonderful life. I was bored by it, but I can understand why it's good.
0: It is very nineteen forty cinema. Yeah. I like the Scrooge-like message in it. I think Jimmy Stewart, again, phenomenal. This is one that I swear to God, listener, I did not set this up. We have White Christmas versus Black Christmas.
2: I love <sighs> that this happened.
0: Ooh.
2: And this is really hard for me because they're two very different movies. I, I enjoyed White Christmas, again, a the little spectacle long.
0: Of it. It is very...
2: A little long. I love the costumes and the production behind it. And this is coming from someone who does, it takes me a long time to warm up to a musical or a movie that has big musical aspects in it. I still really liked it. But Black Christmas is so different. And it's horror, which I generally kind of gravitate more towards. So I need to hear both your takes before I make an opinion. (laughs) Because I have no idea. you want to
1: go? I mean to take it. Um... I'll go, and in, in my vote's going to be Black Christmas, because Black Christmas is one of the best horror movies of all time. Uh, White Christmas, many people will say it's the best Christmas movie of all time because of, you know, reasons, I guess. Uh, not any reasons that I would necessarily understand, but it was it was great in terms of like a spectacle and a production. I think the story is just kind of there. It's it's not really not really all that captivating. To me, Black Christmas is so terrifying and it's it's a Christmas movie despite being you know. It's 100%.
0: That one's yeah. not like, there are some movies that have a de- You again, you can debate. Black Christmas is not a debate. That is a Christmas movie both on visuals, on music, setting, everything. If you're going to give me arguments on checking it off, it is Christmas down the line. Some of them I don't really like. i uh, listen to people's arguments. That one, there's no argument. Black Christmas is a Christmas movie. White Christmas has a significance, obviously. The spectacle, I think, is the best word you can use. The musical numbers are phenomenal. Yes, very good. Uh, I do agree. Where plot, it is very much uh, again a 40s, 50s movie in the earlier time period, where it's just kind of stringing the movie along with aimless direction. Where I love the dancing. Um, Gene Kelly can't have Dance with Danny fucking K great. It's uh, a Christmas vacation line, but um, <laughs> I I see the appeal. Black Christmas also has an appeal. Again, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. It really kicked off the slasher genre. It feels like Christmas. This one's hard. My family loves White Christmas. I will vote Black Christmas. Um, I just think it's a better movie. Yeah. On what it's trying to do, White Christmas is fun and the music's great i i'm not listening to a soundtrack i'm watching a movie and black christmas terrifies me and it's just visually fantastic
2: yeah i'll go with black christmas too i feel like i don't know just white christmas i've seen it once i'm not gonna watch it again because i don't think i have it in me i appreciate its cultural significance i want an occasion to wear a pink dress like that
0: yeah i mean like you said the costuming the set design
2: in costuming
0: it just the movie side of it of watching it it just there are other musicals that do a better job with the plot Mm -hmm. and that one just kind of like oh we're singing dancing in the army just i I, to me i just want a little more if you're listening to you're mad please watch black christmas if you feel like you watch horror movies you'll understand This next matchup, we have The Christmas Chronicles versus The Muppets Christmas Carol. I don't even have to tell you my pick. I'll let you all talk.
2: The Muppets did not have a significant impact in my life growing up. I'm just not a huge puppets person. (laughs) I am going to go with Christmas Chronicles, which I never thought I would say. Simply because it sounds, I'm going to say it again, a little choogie. Anything christmas movie related 2012 and up a little tacky i and think christmas like chronicles the does class.
0: feel tacky I, it does the I first just opening sequence i'm like i just i just hate the presentation like i like kurt russell as santa
2: mm-hmm.
0: i just don't like you like christmas i yeah kurt, like kurt i just He's don't pretty. like the character it feels very much like the characters from hocus pocus are now in a christmas movie
2: that's fair. I I don't love the movie. I just prefer over Muppets just because Muppets are not my thing.
0: I'm with you, Spencer. Muppets. Muppets. I don't need. I fine like, with me. This is like I and I appreciate you, Morgan. There's not even a debate. Like Muppets Christmas Carol is one of the best. Like not even just myself. Like it is so. It's the best Scrooge. It's the Muppets don't overtake the story of Scrooge. The main character Kane, is right? still Michael Caine. Yeah. The story is still there. The music is good. And it adds a musical element to the character Scrooge. But the story of Scrooge going through his redemption arc is not taken away from anything Muppet really Like, they're, they're there to only accentuate. But yeah. the story is what carries it the entire time.
1: Here's my favorite thing about the movie. I think it is one of the best ways to introduce kids to the Christmas yes. Carol story. Because other adaptations of it are kind of... I mean, it's a, it's a great story. But they're kind of boring if you're, you know, six years old. But yeah. if you're watching the Muppets tell that story, you're like, ooh. It's a dark Muppets, story, and, and too. Also, the Muppets are just
0: hilarious. The Muppets are great. Um, period. Last but not least, the final matchup in the round of 32, we have the Rankin and Bass special we were all referencing earlier, the number three seed overall... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, I get it now. Yep. Versus Krampus. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Man.
1: You know what? I'm going to have to say Krampus here. I know that you're going to be like, what the hell? However, Adam Scott. I love that man. And Rudolph, I, I have seen that movie... Dozens and dozens of times, you know, just about every, every Christmas that goes by. And I understand the Rankin and Bass, you know, lore and the significance, but I do think that the whole, like, I'm, for me, for me, I'm like, what am I more likely to rewatch? And I'm more likely to rewatch Krampus than I am likely to rewatch Red Nose Reindeer even though I'm probably gonna watch that you know the Red Nose Reindeer movie a hundred times before I'm dead because it's on every
0: single year on TV the cultural significance of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer carries this one to the next round for me <clears throat> like Krampus is is good it's fun I like it I like the the take we've never had a take on Krampus that the, the phrasing is there that old uh European folklore but the cultural significance of Rudolph, the song, the visuals, everything that movie provides, is what cares. there's a reason why it's played every single year. I think Krampus should be played more. I think it's it's an important story if you're going to be telling the story of like valuing Christmas. Adam Scott's great. Um, David Koechner is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, also Tony Collette. We love Tony Collette in this household. But. There's a reason why the Rankin-Bass has had this cultural significance over Christmas.
2: I watched Krampus once in the theater when it first came out. And then I, was I watched surprised it by that. a couple of yeah, it was with a group of old friends from high school, and then I watched it a couple of weeks ago when we were going through all these movies. And now I I just really don't want to watch it again. It's it's fine. There there was like that um uh, the like the the hell the fire the camp the scene pit, yeah yeah that really took me away from it i feel like there could have been a different way to approach that that what i don't know something about it just wasn't for me krampus is fine so, i love adam scott but like like you said the cultural significance of rudolph
0: nitpicky krampus doesn't look like krampus in that movie it's just a like a human evil santa with horns krampus yeah. is a yeah. goat creature
2: yes yeah
0: and like they kind also also he, he's barely in it it's all the toys
2: yeah, and the, like those yeah. weird quote cool elves
0: would have like masks on. Yeah, I.
2: I feel like they could have done so much more with the creepy elves thing. and the masks. My favorite part of that movie was the German grandma.
0: She's yeah, she's great. she goes G. out like a punk, She he's like getting my sack. She's like fine, like that, like I <laughs> right. It's <laughs> it, it's basically the mist meets evil Santa, and I'm cool with that. But yeah, Rudolph, it just it's one of those movies that I just I can't not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: not. I'm not upset
0: with okay. that. We are on to the next round, the Sweet Sixteen. This is the last round. We can use our Vita, our Ho Ho Hold Ups. Mm-hmm. Oh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 1964, versus Home Alone.
2: I'm not okay. This is hard. My gut is telling me Home Alone. I That's don't know okay. why. It just is. Suppose. I think it's. I think it's more funny. The Grinch is entertaining, and I like it. But Home Alone is just, it's funnier. It's more, I
0: don't
2: know. Okay. It's understandable. Jamie's shaking your head. Why?
1: I just, I think that at a certain point, for me, Macaulay Culkin, as a child actor, is kind of like, he's just, uh, he just has an annoying factor. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is about him, but I'm like, I'm kind of annoyed with him. Uh, when I watch both of the Home Alone's where he's you know he's a, the main character because yeah. there's there are more but they're kind of fake. Because, we covered Home Alone three yeah. in the
0: podcast last year. Yeah,
2: I haven't watched um, any of the other ones. Home Alone two. Just so it I like, ruin a it a lot of people
0: think Home Alone two is better. Really? I that yes. I I find that I kind of think of them equally because I do think I agree with you. Macaulay Culkin is a like a very annoying kid at times. Like when he's screaming in the mirror twice, it's just yeah. kind of like. So it I kind of does. It doesn't do it for please, me.
1: Please uh, change the channel.
0: Right. I am going to go with How the Grinch Stole Christmas because that animated special to me is special to me. I think it's the best version of the Grinch. Uh, and visually, I think actually in Home Alone, isn't Kevin watching the Grinch? At one point, I believe he is. Yes. So I'm going to give it to that just by itself. Yep. It's actually in the second one because you get he has the face. Yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim Curry, Curry does smile. the face. yeah.
1: Yep, so by the, uh, by the uh, I guess, transitive property. Yeah.
0: Um, are you going to veto that? or?
2: No, I was thinking about it. I'm just not that invested That's in this okay. one.
0: The bracket or the, the matchup? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm kind of done, you know.
2: No, I meant this matchup. Oh, oh like, my God.
0: Me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, <laughs> All next right, up. right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> right, seriously. Next up, we have Polar Express versus A Christmas Story.
2: A Christmas story.
0: Christmas story. Yeah, Christmas story. Uncanny
1: Valley can die. Yeah.
0: I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going much farther. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. All right. How the Grinch stole Christmas 2000s with Jim Carrey versus Love Actually. Oh. Loads entirely. The matchup or the movie? (laughs) Well, the matchup,
1: because I was gushing about Love Actually, but Grinch Grinch. is going to win.
2: Yeah, The Grinch is just, even though it is Jim Carrey's version, it's more iconic, even though I do have a newfound appreciation for Christmas rom-coms.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Love Actually is the best Christmas rom-com. Yeah. I think movie I think so. I'd want to watch the most is The Grinch. Yeah. Um, okay, Elf versus A Charlie Brown Christmas.
2: I'm still going to say Elf on this one, just because... It's more entertaining to me.
1: You know what? I was going to disappoint my uncle Kyle because he hates Will Ferrell. And I was going to vote for Elf. But I'm going to vote for his most favorite Christmas movie ever. And I literally watched this movie for the first time like two hours ago. That movie, that little special there, made me cry. I'm man enough to admit it. The story is so damn cute. And the humor is funny to people who are above the age of seven. So, I mean, Elf is amazing. It really is. And I love it. And this is, like, such a horrible matchup because it is so tough. But I have to be real, like, I mean, at a certain point, Elf, you just kind of go through the motions. And I just feel like there is something more to the Charlie Brown Christmas special and it's so it's such a big part of the modern christmas culture in america yeah especially
0: i i want to clarify i think there's a a viewpoint out there that i don't like elf i i love elf i i think it's great the whole cast is excellent i think there are moments there that are generally funny that have these great they'll be forever burned people's memories when it comes to christmas movies however Charlie Brown christmas is the one i'm going to vote for although it has this obvious religious like shoehorn in their nature, which I feel like is out of place. Even though know, Charles schultz wanted it there, it does kind of feel strangely like wedged in. I love *Chai Brown Christmas* and the music behind it and everything all together as a whole. I think I will vote for Brown Christmas*. Morgan, we were talking about vetoes. Oh God, please! You can veto. I if can you do like.
2: whatever I want, James.
0: Both of these can validly move on.
2: That's the thing I'm having the biggest issue with, is they're both such big pieces of, like, I would saying like cultural history, but, like, Elf is iconic. But mm-hmm. so is Charlie Brown.
0: I don't think either of us would be upset if you did it, because I'm 50-50 on it. So if you vote for Elf, it's fine. If you do it through, you can.
2: The music in Charlie Brown just reminds me so deeply of Christmas. Okay. But then Elf is Christmas personified Which, in a movie.
0: Okay, so. personified.
2: I'm so torn, but I think, I think I'm think i going to veto. Or, excuse okay. me, ho, 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 hold up. I'm okay. sorry, Jamie. I understand if I need to walk home after this. Which is
0: okay. I, <laughs> no, it's okay. I think we made a valid enough case for both. Jingle All the Way versus Christmas Vacation.
2: Without a doubt, it's Christmas Vacation. I was to say, me. does anyone
0: want to make a claim for Jingle All the Way? I mean,
1: I love the quotability of Jingle All the Way, but it's Christmas Vacation. The thing is, the quotability of, quotable. I was going say, it's <laughs>
0: even more quotable.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I love Arnie, but, you know.
0: Next up, we have Die Hard versus Klaus. Oh, no. Screw this, man. Die Hard. (laughs) Uh,
1: Die Hard. It's tough, but it's Die Hard because...
2: I think visually Klaus is more Christmas, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough, it's a because cartoon Klaus movie about is,
0: Santa Claus. I guess.
1: Klaus is so huge. Whatever, Spencer. But Die Hard is so <laughs> fun. Up.
0: I loved Klaus. Don't get me wrong. Die <laughs> with... Hard
1: is so much fun. It is. You can watch yeah, it any time head. of year too. And like, honestly, Home Alone Two had this been on the bracket, that that probably would have gotten further. Um, because I was. Did you say Home Alone Two. Yeah. What?
0: We're back yeah. on that now.
1: Well, look. Okay, so. His brain was but you studio were you like. You, if you turn on, if you have cable, AMC, it, it will be super specific. June and Home Alone Two will be on. Right. It's <laughs> so, so it's one of those movies. But
0: that's, we're on Die Hard versus Klaus. I'm
1: just, I'm making, I'm trying to make another point. <laughs> Bring it back about, together. How, the trans crap. You, you, can, Bring yeah, home, you Daddy. can watch like it Die Hard <laughs> is on all the time. It's one of those movies you can watch really any time of the year because it's not. It doesn't have this like you know Christmassy title like same with home alone home alone lost in new york doesn't say you know christmas with the cranks or you know ho yeah. ho shut the fuck up ho ho you know it's my <laughs> that favorite is my movie. favorite christmas yeah. movie <laughs> it's it's that's my point was there one <laughs> i was
2: just gonna say wait
0: what is was there, there one my, my point is that Okay, Klaus is more of a like specifically only Christmas movie where yes. Die Hard has a universal appeal throughout.
2: Yes. Remember when I made that argument a couple of you did. podcasts ago and you you guys were like, well, that doesn't matter! <laughs> <laughs> I do! What?
0: Okay, moving on. Die Hard. Uh, here, watch Klaus, watch Klaus. Next it's up, gone. we have It's a Wonderful Life versus Black Christmas. Black, Black
2: Christmas.
0: Christmas. I would actually vote for It's a Wonderful Life. But, well, it's not so wonderful now, is it? Not so wonderful now. Okay, so Black Christmas. We'll move on. Okay. And your last matchup The Muppets Christmas Carol versus Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Muppets. Muppets.
2: I was going to say Rudolph, but it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't because I was going to veto it either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. Yes.
2: So I was now... the only one who used my whole oh, I oh, actually, oh, okay, so up.
0: I was going to actually just use it for It's a Wonderful Life. But I needed to make sure Jamie was on board for Muppets before I moved forward with that.
2: Strategery. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's how you politic. Muppets to me is Christmas. So I was like, I have to let that one go through. Might not make it far now beyond that. I see that, that green but, frog. Dude, when he's staring up at the moon, one more sleep till Christmas, yeah. cry. One more sleep till Christmas. Stay. It's the best. Um, We are in our Elite Eight. Whatever wins these, we no longer can use our ho-ho hold-ups. And uh, whatever wins these goes on to the Final Four and wins their side of the bracket. So, we have 1964's How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus A Christmas Story. Grinch. It's The Grinch. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Christmas Story. The Grinch.
2: Good one, actually.
0: That scene was funny. I'm mean, not gonna lie. It that's was. a good scene. Like there, again, there are moments that I like in that movie. It's just as a collective, I just think it's not.
2: I can see where you're coming from. Right. I, I just disagree. You We're just done.
0: fine. I, I think that's the the beauty of the movie is that. And I just yeah. I I, I But I genuinely, as I have said before, I love the Grinch. So. Also,
1: fun fact. Inspired by Teresa's fun fact. Uh, sh- totally shot in Cleveland apparently. Oh,
0: I like the phrase totally totally shot and cl- <laughs> like he's like trying to sell <laughs> us on it that is yeah. totally cleveland you know, it takes place in actually
1: Jersey, it's yeah. very cleveland if you, if you think about it on like um, a deeper level you're like
0: hey, it's, it's very a, midwest it's okay that movie what i will say is that it feels like a midwest christmas even yeah. when he's changing the tire and there's like brown shit ass sludge in the ground like yeah. slush i'm like yeah
2: that's home that's yeah. michigan
0: i'm like it sure i is. can relate yep. to this yes
2: we've all been there
0: how the Grinch Stole Christmas from 1964 has won the top left portion of the bracket. Next up we have the 2000s version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey versus Elf. Elf. Morgan?
2: It feels wrong to say anything but the Grinch here, but I think if we're talking about... I don't know. I just Elf feels right.
0: These two are literally like in my like mind bank, are always like, together, next to each other? which yeah. is weird.
2: No, i They're always together. The same way.
0: You
1: can't have one without the other.
0: Which is funny because they're not relatable at all.
2: Oh, not in the slightest.
0: I'll also vote Elf.
2: It just feels right.
0: Whatever would have won between Elf and Charlie Brown was the winner for me in this side. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I really don't care either way. Like it's going to beat the Grinch in my book. I like, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong, Christine Baranski smoking hot They're great i love jeffrey tambor i love all this like we always quote the fudge scene this is not pudding what is it like that whole sequence it's very quotable i think more quotable than elf because there's a lot of one-liners within how the crystal christmas but i think elf like you said earlier feels like christmas which is a very important thing whereas how the crystal christmas is just another take it's on. just
2: a bunch of memes
1: is. You know what? Totally torpedoes that movie for me is uh, Where Are You Christmas. I don't need to hear this kid sing.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. It's by the, There is a version, I think, done by Faith Hill on the like the CD of that also um, bad. soundtrack. It's better than that. <laughs> um, but the Jim Carrey version of, of the Grinch song, it's very similar to Robin Williams with Aladdin, where it's like, I'm just going to do all these crazy outlandish voices, but I can also sing really well, and I love that. It's a very different take in a good way. Alright, so the winner of the bottom left portion of the bracket is Elf. Next up, we have a matchup that pains my heart. It is Christmas Vacation versus Die Hard. Oh my god.
2: Right off the bat, I'm going Christmas Vacation just because it feels more like Christmas to me. It just does. Die Hard is also a fantastic movie. It just I can forget it's a Christmas movie sometimes, whereas Christmas Vacation does not allow that. Die Hard,
0: which sucks for me, but hilariously enough, I had zero doubt in my mind of what the winner was, and I could technically use one quote from each movie if I wanted to push this one along, <laughs> and it's. Uh, but I will go with the movie that uh, has Clark Griswold <sighs> cutting down a Christmas tree, saying "Bend over and I'll show you" when <laughs> asked where he's going to put it, and. Yeah um and we haven't talked about cousin eddie and uh you serious clark yeah Yeah, great yeah does your cat eat jello just there's there's so many more and the thing is have you guys seen the vacation movies with uh chevy chase have you seen like the other ones
2: did not know there were other ones yes there are
0: multiple uh goes vacation then i believe christmas oh no it's 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 vacation then european then christmas then vegas is the last one and there's a remake um, with Ed it
2: was so strange to see him as a like a, I don't want to say like a young man, but like a how old was he? Like he's like in his forties. Because I'm watching Community right now, and he's old in that yes. show, so it was very strange.
0: This is peak Chevy Chase, taking away anything that he did on set. with, Like we're not going after that, like with any other shows or anything like that, because he's is a, sometimes people say he's not the best person to deal with on set. Oh, great! But stripping that away his comedic timing in this movie and his chemistry with everybody is amazing he's so good it's so funny so witty and it's what i was saying about the vacation movies is they're very linear with their storytelling it's we're going from plan a to plan b or spot one like we're just where our goal is to get to our vacation this movie is we're just getting to christmas and we're trying to make it along the way and he wants to put along the best christmas and that's the plot line throughout the movie and it's simple relatable and it's great die Hard's amazing Love Die Hard. John McClane. One of the best action heroes of all time. The quotes. YPK, motherfucker. Come out to the coast. Have a few laughs. It's not Christmas till Hans Gruber falls off uh, Nakatomi Plaza. I, like This is like my probably my top two. But Christmas Vacation is great. Um, I said we would literally steal our grandma's VHS of it. My grandma's VHS and watch it till it pretty much burnt out. But yep, Christmas Vacation moves on. Our last matchup of the corner bracket here. We have Black Christmas versus the Muppets Christmas Carol. I already know Morgan's vote because she does not like The Muppets.
2: We already know your vote because you you're obsessed yeah. with The Muppets.
0: I also am obsessed with the Black Christmas. Like I I showed that movie to y'all. We covered it on the pod. It's amazing. I've championed that movie for literal years. But The Muppets is the one I watched with my mom. And we watch every single year on Christmas Eve. Reminds me of my mom. It's great.
1: Muppets.
2: Fair. Feels I like respect Christmas.
0: it. Again, Black Christmas, if you have not seen it, listen to the episode about it and why is there anything you guys want to say about black christmas before we let it move on here or i think it...
2: i feel like that was one of the first like batch of movies you lent it was which got yes. us into watching movies but then also horror movies it's i really enjoyed it what i've
0: said about horror movies for a long time on the pod and even before that it comes with a negative connotation that it's just really cheaply made no plot it's there for blood gores and boobs and nudity and like and there's nothing to it beyond that This movie, if you watch it, you can see how much substance there is. You can see how creative this movie is. The characters are compelling. The horror is earned. It's not jump scare heavy by any means. It has one of the scariest last shots of any movie ever. Sticks with you. But in the cultural mainstream, it doesn't get its flowers. Because Halloween came on. Yeah. So if you're looking at the – we talked about this in the History of the Slashes episode – it's Black Christmas, it's Peeping Tom, it's Psycho, it's technically Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Black Christmas and Peeping Tom are the two that really fall by the wayside. But John Carpenter literally made Halloween because he's like, Black Christmas is a holiday horror movie. I want to make mine. They chose Halloween. That's literally why it exists, is he just took what they did and elevated it up. So that's not – he obviously made an amazing movie and he's great. But Black Christmas, it just – yeah, it's, it doesn't get the respect it's, uh, it earned. So yeah. yeah, please watch Black Christmas you don't know, like horror movies then just recognize that's great but yes muppets will move on again deservedly so your final four we've talked about it so we'll go to the first side of the bracket we have 1964's how the grinch stole christmas versus elf i'm not going first hey
2: sponsor you want to go first can i ask
0: you a question jamie yeah are you burnt out on elf because i feel like that's how you are with yes so okay it is, why is that
1: I think it's because Will Ferrell is in everything he's in everything and he is very funny but I don't think that that's what makes movies good you know like like one actor does not make a good movie necessarily
0: and I just want to say that movie has many good actors yes but it's
1: like, in a way, I mean, not that he was some unknown entity, because that was after his.
0: Wasn't that after
1: his Saturday Night Live days?
0: Very much so. Yes. Yeah, he did that. Or late nineties, early two thousands. He had already done. It was, like done, 04
1: was or yeah, 03, he, One of the. He had already done
0: F. Austin Powers. He had already done um, Old School. He had done a lot of. I believe he might have done Anchorman the same year.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, I just think how 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 The Grinch stole Christmas is. Just a, a better, if we're choosing what's the best Christmas movie, I think that is the best, one of, you know, Other better than, yeah. than Elf.
2: I just really love them both. And I'm not burnt out from Elf because that's not something I was really allowed to watch a lot growing up. I've mentioned it before and I'm sure I'll continue to mention it. I just genuinely love Will Ferrell. Yeah, well, I mean, one we of the whole episode. Fa- of I do, too. Sure I'm did. just like... Which is fair. I just haven't seen as much of this movie as you have and i think for the sake of like just like a classic christmas movie i'm still going to go with the grinch but it pains me that these two are against each other
0: this one's hard for me and i'm glad i technically have to vote because you guys both pushed grinch along because you had a grinch mm-hmm. yeah so that's fine um it's very 50 50 for me i think elf is fantastic I remember watching it as a kid the grinch is a character i've always loved though um and i've been obsessed with that special watching it again last year just really showed me how amazing and ahead of its time it really was. The animation is stunning. The voice acting is phenomenal. And it's short, it's sweet, it's fun, and it's whimsical. It's everything you want a Dr. Seuss special to be without being overbearing. It is literally the storybook put to screen. Elf has moments where I just... I'm like, let's get to the next part. It's it's a it's a movie of moments and memes. You said earlier, I think it has. Gr- it's very similar to Shrek and Despicable Me. It has grown beyond what the movie was. Like it's a, I'll say great movie, mm-hmm. but it has grown so much more beyond it that I'm just like, it's. I don't want to say it's not a spite or by any means because it's not that, but it's almost like a. I want to like it as much as everybody likes it, but I just. I, I I like it. I just don't like love it, love it so much that I need to like have it all the time. And I feel like some people with elephants like, put it on nonstop, it's a Christmas movie I'm gonna go to, pa. It's just not that for me. The Grinch is wood in my vote, I will say. But so
1: in honor of it not moving on.
0: Bye buddy, I hope you find your dad.
2: <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Perfect rendition.
0: The Grinch has won the left side of the bracket, the specifically again, 964 animated version. And on the right side of the bracket, we have Christmas Vacation versus The Muppets' Christmas Carol. Morgan, I'll let you go first. like Because Jamie went first last time.
2: It's Christmas Vacation. Okay. No doubt for me. (laughs) I've already mentioned, not crazy about The Muppets. Nothing against them. They're just not for me. And Christmas Vacation is also not something that I watched a lot growing up. And to me, that's the movie that I put on. It's my version of Elf. It's like I need to throw on a Christmas movie? It's either going to be Home Alone or it's going to be Christmas Vacation.
0: Here, Jamie. It's Vacation. Yeah, me, it's Vacation. Yeah. I, I love The Muppets, and we've talked about it a lot. It has a deep place in my heart, yeah. but so does Christmas Vacation.
1: I think had, and this is obviously crazy saying this, but had The Muppets originated that story... And nobody else, like Charles Dickens, had never written that book.
0: Then you would vote That was,
1: on? Then, then yes, because you could say, I mean, that would that would create such a... I don't think an, you would
0: have gotten the recognition. Like, I think people would have been like, oh, that's a funny story. Yeah. I, I think but, what makes it so good is the fact that they've done it the best. Yeah. Like these goofy marionette puppets, that's what Muppet stands for, did the best version of... One of the most iconic Christmas tales, or just tales in general. Yeah. It's a Charles Dickens classic, and it was perfected by puppets and Michael Caine. Like, the concept of hey, that. Michael Caine. Would you say Michael it Caine like is, that? It's really He puts funny. in one of the greatest performances. Like,
2: he's, he's acting not.
0: on. He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kill him. No, <laughs> but it's just. it's. It's so fun for kids. It's so fun for adults. The music is great, and it has that wonderful Muppet feeling. If you don't like Muppets or Sesame Street and those kind of things, like it's understandable. And if you didn't grow up with it, that's okay. But you don't. Even if you didn't, like you can still see the appeal. Muppet Christmas Carol is like that one where you can put on, and that's okay. But I'm still voting Christmas Vacation because that movie has been my favorite since I was like eight years old. It's been Christmas Vacation. Your final matchup is 1964 is How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Christmas Vacation. I will go first because you both have gone first these past two rounds. It is Christmas Vacation to me. There's not really a question or debate in my mind. Grinch is great. Christmas Vacation is the greatest.
2: I agree, without a doubt.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: Would you have voted Grinch?
1: Honestly, I'm going to say yes.
0: Okay, why Be- would you vote Grinch?
1: Because I think Grinch is more universally appealing, whereas I think that something like the the more crude the humor is in a movie, the less of like a, you know, audience size that you have. And I feel like what's 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 the overarching, you know, theme of at least like modern day Christmas? It's like you want to spend time with your friends and family. Not everybody likes the same Humor—it's like, what are you going to throw on? You're going to throw on something that maybe not everything everybody will like, or something that you think most people, if not everybody,
0: will. Like. Let me spin this around then. That's the message of Christmas Vacation: is the fact that regardless of who you're around in the holidays, people you love, people you despise, people yeah. you can't even stand, bearing the sight of them. At the end of the day, the holidays bring you together. You make do with the situation that you have. And you smile and grin your way through it and drink as much liquor as you possibly can (laughs) if you want to or can. That movie is Clark losing his sanity and realizing at the end that the true meaning of Christmas is not the bonus that he was going to be getting or his need to have his job recognized with the pool being built. It's the people that are around him who are having the best house in the neighborhood.
2: And the best tree.
0: Everything has to be the best. And then at the end... Helen and his whole family are like look it doesn't have to be the best it just has to be ours and that's what the movie is and it ends with him with the dog and it's not even his dog and he's not really there but he's like you know what whatever we play off the credits
1: yeah can't can't argue that
0: don't
2: (laughs) it's a good movie i like it the most
0: put that on the back of the dvd (laughs) yeah yeah critically okay Critically, okay, so what I would like for you guys to do, since it is Christmas time here and we're, we we've just went through all these brackets, can you give me a top five?
1: Vacation, <laughs> Elf, Charlie Brown.
0: I love that, okay, I really yeah. do appreciate, what. I finish your top five, then I want to say what I'm going to say, because you already know probably.
1: Vacation, Elf, oh. Charlie Brown, Black
0: Christmas, wow. and Die Hard. Okay. Well, Morgan, what are yours?
2: um i have to consult the list because now i've forgotten every movie to ever exist but it's for sure christmas vacation home alone christmas story now die hard's on there too and any variation of the grinch you
0: probably should have elf on there
2: it's just i if there was a sixth spot elf would be on there
0: elf, would be on. elf is that i'm going mention. back to like
2: my my childhood classics that's okay uh, do
0: you have an audible mention then jamie well, I
1: mean, honorable mention would be Home Alone, okay. and just for like the universe itself, both yeah. movies, I'd say.
0: What I genuinely love though is how after we do this and after I show you guys movies, how much you latch onto them means a lot. And the fact that you Charlie Brown, you've never watched before, and now you're like championing that movie. Black Christmas made your list. Die Hard made your list. Both list, it's just really humbling to see me be like, watch this movie, and you're like, I, like, uh, the biggest one is American World from London, where it's yeah. like, the movie had such a big impact, and I'm like, it's just really, on Friday the 13th, same, we've always that's done this. That's what these. I was going to
2: say, that's my, like, it's, I don't say it's like a comfort movie. It is. That's what's, that's, <laughs> but it's like a comfort movie okay. now.
0: And that's why I genuinely love, and so you being like, Charlie Brown Christmas, when you had watched it like two hours before, <laughs> is <laughs> really... It, it means a lot because now you can kind of be a part of the cultural zeitgeist. One, but two, it's like – I'm. it's always nice to be able to show you like, oh, yeah, here's this like slice of Americana and like a culture that you've never experienced before. Um, and all, I know you all are wondering. It is Chris Vacation, Die Hard, The Muppet, Christmas Carol, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, 1964 version, and then – This is where it gets kind of hard. The Santa Claus is my number five, because I just realized it's on here. And then my runner-up will be Black Christmas at that point. But that's it. We're done. Good job, team. Your winner of the bracket, the best Christmas movie, is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
2: Is anyone surprised? Honestly, yes. Really? I came into this and I was like, it's going to be Christmas Vacation. It was going to
0: be Elf. Same. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Elf. Yeah. No, I, I even texted you earlier. I said I bet you itself.
2: I thought that was too predictable, which is why I thought you were going to be you, Spencer. I thought you were going to be against it the entire time. No, because okay, <laughs> I,
1: again, <laughs> again, I think people subtly think that a I, little bit.
2: <laughs> I, I
1: think
0: Pete, you were more against it than I was. Yeah,
1: but I mean,
0: but like the the difference is, is listener, they didn't know the bracket, and so I knew the bracket. And looking at it, it was just the way it was lined up. Santa Claus is one of my favorites. Then Charlie Brown. And then Grinch, so it was literally like it was against three movies that I liked just a little bit better. Because Elf against anything else would probably move on, but it was just the matchups that it had. Again, I also knew Christmas Vacation, Die Hard, but I also didn't know how you guys felt about Christmas Vacation. So it was like I, right? But you could have been like, it's okay. I don't, and so that could have easily been voted out by any of the ones on the other list. And so that's where I was thinking to myself. Just like Elf got voted out really early technically and then you vetoed it out. It could have been that way with Chris Vacation or Die Hard or whatever. So looking at the bracket, I just thought that Elf doing the Will Ferrell bracket with you guys was going to move on because you guys have that connection to it. But now Jamie having a bigger connection with Charlie Brown's bald ass head (laughs) (laughs) is (laughs) – uh, hopefully if you didn't see this coming and uh, if you did then watch *Christmas vacation because i think like that's what i'm probably gonna do tonight i haven't watched it this year so i'm kind of bummed thank you both for being on i appreciate it thank you for coming up for dinner
2: yes that was a mean this man makes a mean tortilla soup
0: it was it was good it was good not my best work but good nonetheless i
2: just i really love a soup
0: i love soup too you made soup a good soup thank you thank you um thank you for bringing cider thank you for watching all these movies And uh, thank you for coming on as much as you have in this year. This is it for season five. We're going to be moving on to season six. Is there anything you guys want to say before we get going?
2: No, thanks for having us. I feel like I honestly, I would have never watched half of these. I had not watched half of them. And now I have. And now I never have to watch them again. So I feel like I checked off a box.
0: There you go. That's kind of the best part about these. is like you watch them and then you realize what you need and don't need to watch. And then you're good. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Of course. And uh, listener, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate your time and support. We have some great episodes for my birthday month in January. That's what we're going to come back to.
2: January 25th. There
0: you go. Write it down. You can write it down. Um, <laughs> He's going to edit that out. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. I mean, I had an episode last year where me and uh, Mike released it on my birthday. So, birthday. Um, But I am now going to take a well-needed two-week break. I will be going to Alabama to visit Teresa and her family. It'll be nice to not have to watch movies or think about movies or think about the podcast for a while. So I'm very relieved with that. But other than that, uh, follow us on Instagram. uh, Be ready for season six. And as always, be kind and please rewind. Intro song from YouTube Audio Library by DJ Williams. Recordings done on Clean Feed podcast distributed by Anchor. Original logo created by friend of the pod David, current logo created by friend of the pod Liz, purring by storm.